Hello and welcome to From the Rooker Inn. My name is John. It is Saturday afternoon. It's a bright sunny day outside. Uh, Watford are in Manchester, about to kick off uh, against Manchester City, uh, but unfortunately... Uh, I won't be there. Uh, my wife is celebrating a distinctive, I'm not, that's all I'm going to say, birthday and is away with the girls in Ibiza. Uh, so I'm here with the kids and there's no way I'm taking a two-year-old who's never been to a football match and a five-year-old who's only ever been to a pre-match, uh, pre-season game uh, this year to Manchester to see a game of football. It wouldn't be fun. Anyway, I'm not there. Mike can't get there. Uh, Colin can't get there either. And Mike had this idea. He said, well, why don't we try and stay away from the game and away away from the score and then we sit down together and watch match the day and see how we react to it and see how it sort of pans out I often think that he wouldn't didn't want to watch the game and didn't want to follow the game because things don't particularly go well against Manchester City uh, and I suspect he might be expecting exactly the same thing again today but it is Kike Sanchez for his second game in charge uh, and this is this is the last thing I'm going to look for so it's currently just gone two o'clock and we're going to be meeting together about 10, just after 10, I suppose. And we will be talking about this game. The uh, team news out. I've looked. This is the last thing we'll look at. I'm not quite sure where he's going with this. I know he's only been the manager for one game. And the last time I saw him pick a team against Manchester City, well, just to say it was defensive or at least defensive minded, Gerardo was up front and Dini was at left back. So he got, hmm, Mariap in defence. And change of Fulkier. Hmm, not Yamat. Takore, cleverly. Kapu played great in midfield last week. That's still there. That should be nice and solid. Hughes on the left. And Delafeu up front. Why would he put him there? It's not going to be the long ball game then, you expect. Or will he be up there on his own? Just like our mate uh, Gerardo was in the first season of the Premier League with uh, Kike in that very, very, or oh, similar to now, I suppose, early in the season trip up to the Etihad. Well, Mike is at Chesham. Uh, and he will be doing his best and probably the hardest job to get uh, away from the score. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do at half-time and at full-time when the Tannoy announcer announces the, all the various scores. And, and Colin is at home and he will be watching the game. Uh, we wanted to do that just in case match of the day don't tell the full story of the game. Uh, and they don't just show the 50 billion goals that Manchester City could possibly score. You know, come on. I'm not, I am being a little over the top, but you know it's uh, happened a few times of recently. I'm going for a big walk in the countryside there's no way I will hear the score but let's see uh, how the Hornets do uh, we will see what had has occurred or what had occurred when uh, we watch Match the Day later on tonight come on you horns do something please hello this is Mike on a beautiful Saturday afternoon it's just before three o'clock and unfortunately circumstances meant I couldn't make it to the Etihad today so I'm headed down to the meadow with with Arlo to watch uh, Cheshire United in FA Cup action Cheshire United my local team so I'm going to cheer them on I'm just about to do something absolutely unprecedented which is to put my phone in airplane mode on a on a Saturday afternoon usually I'm checking scores from all around the place so we'll see if I can avoid the score but I've just noticed something that's going to make my life a little bit more difficult Arlo what have you come out in what are you wearing on your top my Watford t-shirt. His Watford top. So, we might have added to the uh, complexity of my mission somewhat because uh, I'd imagine people will want to share the score with, with Arlo. So I'll have to sort of develop a sixth sense for people coming up to me and see if they're going to start talking about the football. But we'll see how we go. Just before three o'clock, going into airplane mode. Come on, you Hornets, and come on, Cheshire United. 
Well, 35 minutes gone here at the Meadow. It's a cracking cup tie on a cracking day, and it's uh, one all. The Chesham just equalised after a, a decent move. Um, still don't know the Watford score, although Arlo just came to me looking rather shell-shook, saying, it's gone ballistic. Uh, and another chap has just shouted out to me, bet you're glad you're here, uh, as in, bet glad you're here and not at the Etihad. So I'm starting to form a picture, I must be honest, of, uh, of what's happening at the Etihad. Still don't know the score, um, and I'm going to avoid it. Um, one all here at Chesham United, but I'm starting to suspect things aren't going quite to plan further up north it's just coming up for seven o'clock now and i still don't know the score i had some moments so i went out uh with a friend of ours uh, his wife is away with my wife so we were like you know ibiza widowers uh, and we sort of uh, got together got the kids together went for a walk in old country park and because i was meeting him i couldn't turn my phone off quite as early as i wanted and about 20 past 25 past three I literally picked my phone up and I thought I turned all my alerts off, but I hadn't. And I got a text message from Lionel Burney, who many of you might know, writer of Watford Books, saying, 20 minutes in, and I thought I would. So either something amazing had happened for Watford, something bad had happened against Watford, or the normal had happened. I didn't know, and that got me thinking. I thought, oh, well, maybe good. There'd be something that happened fairly early on. But then... As we're walking around to what a hundred acre wood, those parents out there have been to there, uh, will know where I'm talking about. We the Pooh fans. Um, I heard a literally walk past me. This boy goes, "Yeah, well, it was a uh, two nil Burnley Norwich, and the rest were nil nil." I went, "Oh, well, Lionel's might have been messaging me to say, oh, don't worry about it.' Uh, oh, I looked twenty minutes, and it's amazing. We're 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 drawing. So it's not as special as I thought it was going to be." But that's what I got to, and at that point, phone was gone. It's off. It hasn't been back on yet. In fact, I've charged it, and for once in its life, it's at 100%. So I'll see what happens. Um, I've still got... Match today starts in... Three hours. Three and a half hours. We've got Netflix on the television, because we, can, we can't see any news. <laughs> the kids are watching Netflix. I'm happy with that. That's fine. Uh, and we'll see what happens when it comes to... Uh, Half past ten when I get Mike and Colin and we have a chat about whatever happened at Watford against Man City. Michael, I'm so nervous and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think basically I've overhyped this in my head. Do you know what it feels like to me? It feels like when I used to stay up and listen to an Ashes test match in Australia. <laughs> used to Before we had Sky, I used to take my radio to bed, unbeknown to mum and dad, and listen to, uh, listen to the radio at sort of 11, 12 o'clock at night. And this is what it feels like, staying up... For a uh, for a bit of sporting drama, it's amazing. <laughs> I've been so so good. I literally was. I had my phone at an angle and was just trying to clear what I knew were notifications, but I didn't know what they're notifications for. I know people have messaged me, but I can't see if it's f- what it's about or anything like that. I put my phone on aeroplane mode and got in a little bit of trouble with Leanne because she was trying to call me and obviously couldn't get through because it was on aeroplane mode. Um, but that was the only way I knew. Uh, the only way I knew I could get through the day with because I knew, it's just such. It's just habit, isn't it? During a sporting day, you take out your phone and find out what's going on. And I knew if that the if unless it was I'd literally blocked the option of doing it, then I would do it. So that was the only way I could do it. But it's so weird, especially on a Saturday with so much sport going on. Absolutely. I mean, I have picked up my phone at least fifteen times just out of habit of turning it on to check whatever's going on yeah. anywhere, be it sport or, or, or the world. And thank God I turned it off. I mean, literally, I could have found out the score 
within half a second without even thinking. Yeah, um, I, well, I was, to turn I was quite lucky. Off. So I went, to, I went to Cheshire United, which obviously took our mind off things a little bit. Cheshire United sadly went out of the FA Cup today. They lost 2-1, but it was a lovely sunny day. Lots of parents from school there. Lots of uh, mums and dads. Arlo plays for Cheshire United, so lots of mums and dads from there. So lots of just sort of normal chat, do you know what I mean? Not talking about sport or football or anything like that in the sunshine. And then after that, straight home and out to a, to a party, to a 50th birthday party, uh, where most people don't, don't really like football. So was able to, uh, yeah, just, uh, just get, have a, quite a, a full day without having to, to worry about it too much, which was, uh, which was good. But now it's like, um, yeah, I'm just like you. Not, not so I don't know if I'm nervous, excited, or what. I just, I kind of just want it over and done. Yeah, with yeah. Now, I mean, I I'm not excited because Watford are going to win or possibly could win. I think what I'm excited about is because of last weekend and the performance. And I'm actually quite excited that we might have a really good performance against them. It might be a win in the end. Yeah, I think you're right. We need to build on la- on last week because that gave us a little bit of bit of confidence. Because at two 0 down at half time against Arsenal, we're like, this is all this team needs. Um, confidence is absolutely on the floor. We're two 0 down against a team like Arsenal with incredible um, attacking options. This is this is only going to go one way, and they actually managed to pull themselves back up off off the floor and turn in an incredible performance. It's been the talk of the footballing world really this week, hasn't it? There was an article, I think it was Barry Glendenning that wrote it in the in the Guardian that laid bare our performance against Manchester City, not just in the last couple of years, but sort of the last decade really. And it really doesn't bode well at all. It's we've been shocking basically against them. So, uh, going into this, what I want is some sort of um, some sort of performance that doesn't halt our the, the the vague bit of momentum we got from that really really good forty five minutes at, at Arsenal. What we need to do is is carry carry that on and somehow. It's the hardest place to go, probably in in certainly in the in in the English league to to go to Manchester City to go to the Etihad. They lost last week, obviously against Norwich, so they're going to be a bit of a wounded animal. They'll have something to to prove. They'll they'll want to stake their claim to to the watching world again to show that that was a, a one off. Um, so it's the the worst possible sort of set of circumstances for us for what we need, I think. But also we need to go with that mindset of carrying on. You know, we did make Arsenal look a little bit silly, I think, last week. And we need to somehow build confidence that we can use last Saturday or last Sunday, sorry, as a platform for the rest of our season. Because obviously the danger is that if we turn up and it's a a cup final type experience, then we're kind of back to square one. But if we can go in and, as you say, turn in a performance to use use what we we did last year, last week to, to try and build and just somehow give us all something to hold on to then it could you know it, it could be a win without being a win yeah well it is quarter past 10 now um i've set an alarm for 10 a 10 29 to turn the television on because at that point i know that the you know they do the scores at the end of the news <laughs> that yeah, would have finished. Yeah, yeah. so yeah that's i think if my alarm goes at 10 29 i can turn it on i can blur my eyes so i can't see detail it's on mute already and then when match the day sort of starts, I can, I can turn it on um, yeah. and see what happens. So let's see what happens. A podcast made by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. Right, it is now time for match the day. Colin's with us. Good evening, Colin. Good evening, gentlemen. You know the score, Colin, but you don't know, the, you didn't watch the game. No, I didn't go up to the uh, to Manchester today. Uh, I went to um, Broadstairs with my wife on a oh. romantic day out, and we sat on the beach. It was absolutely heavenly, but there was no signal, so I couldn't listen to the radio 
or watch it on any sort of form of being able to watch it. But I do know the score because we went to the pub and that, and I saw the score there. Uh, well, that, that's, that's you, know, we, you know, it's always a thing when you watch a romantic comedy. You know they're going to get together in the end, but it's the journey that's the important <laughs> part. Uh, so Match Day is about to come on. It's starting credits now. Um, we're not sure where Watford will be in the running order. I'm assuming we're not going to be first because Leicester beating Tottenham and going second seem to be the bigger one. But actually, Man City Watford has come up the first thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that is that the running order? And the Leicester Tottenham. Leicester, Tottenham so we might Everton, be first. Yep. We're first on. Yeah. Okay, that's really worrying me now. Bring it on. I'm really worrying now. <laughs> it could be an amazing result for the Golden Boys. Well. No, no, no. Right. Let's just watch the game. Let's watch the game. I tell you, Colin, I'm more nervous about this because I think I've overhyped it in my head. I can't believe you've managed to avoid everything. I mean, that's, that is a hell of a good job. Can I also just big me and Mike up? Because we've given literally nothing away. You're, we, we haven't helped you know what's happened at all, do you? You're the Mike totally in the yeah. dark. I don't know either. Mike, Mike doesn't know oh, either. Oh, Mike doesn't know either? No. No. <laughs> so first on, I'm sure Gary Lincoln is saying something funny and quippy. But I don't want to spoil that, um, and okay. I will unmute my television in a second as Watford are leading out, and it will be over to the commentators. I have to say, they're just going through the Manchester City side on Match of the Day now, and a lot of the talk this week has been about how Manchester City are weakened, aren't they, with their, with their supposed problems in centre-back. You look, at, you look at that team, it's just still outrageous, isn't it? And... Just the sort of narrative that we've been sort of listening to all, all week about um, about how they're weak. Anyway, never mind that. We kicked off. We kicked off. <laughs> no, but it is... Come on, you horns. Come on. Yellows. 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 Who's that throwing their arms around already? It is a weakened tight side, but it's not like... Yeah, it's not like they're depleted. Well, it is if you're trying to win the Champions League and, and the league and you've got Liverpool yeah, absolutely flying. It's, it's weakened. You've got no Laporte. It... And, yeah, and you've, got no, and you've got no stones, and they, so you've got no you've got no company at the club. So are they playing they one, two, three, four? It's five at the back. Oh gosh! Oh, for what the? How long's that? It's under sixty seconds. Ah, oh, Jesus! Fastest PL goal this season. Wonderful! Another record to add to our. Uh... Oh, God. So they give De Bruyne a hell of a lot of space here. No one closes him down, which no. is really somebody's job. There's an absolute sensational ball in, isn't it? But still, jeez. Well, there, there you go. That's that. Now, oh. all right. Let, let's now. Now, actually, in fact, this is probably what I want to see a bit more. Is actually, can we not react and win and go forward and do brilliant? Go on, Jerry. Can we do on, Jerry. something? Come on, Jerry. Go on, Jerry. Go on, mate. Go on, go, 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 go. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Oh, gosh. God. When you play up there on your own and you get a chance like this, one-on-one with one defender, there's one against one here. Yeah. Yeah, and well, and he's done it's, in there. It's, and it's, just... it's, it's too, too many touches, uh, isn't it? If only he had someone up there with him. It was almost like a... It wasn't a... It wasn't a, an attempt at goal, was it? It was almost like a clip back across. Yeah. I think he was trying to sort of finesse it into... Do you saying, are you saying Delafoe passed it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Oh, go on. Oh, we're looking no, all right no. again. We've had, we've had ball in the... Uh-oh. Someone get to him. That's it. Don't... Go on, Ben. There we go. Oh, he's dived. He got the ball, he got the ball. Have they given it? No. Yeah. He got the ball? Yeah. 
He didn't get the ball. He didn't get the ball. Oh, he really didn't get it. Oh, here we go. Why did he go to ground? Pause. Pause. So, uh, well, uh, that's not great goalkeeping. He's come out. He's very wide. I don't know who it was. Was it Bernardo? No, it was uh, Mares. Mares. Yeah. He's very wide of the goal. He, he can't really score from there. The angle's too tight. And yet Foster goes to ground and all he needs to do is stay on his feet. Yes, he can pull it back. Hopefully defenders can deal with it then. But to go to ground like that against such a, a, a tricky player, you know, they're, they're so good at, at, at drawing that penalty. And I, I do think that that was, that was a, a mistake on Foster's part to go to just dive in like that, really. What's he hoping to do? Put it out for a corner? This is what's frustrating. Watford don't keep their heads enough in, in situations like that. And no. it is... It's incredibly frustrating. And we have seen this from Foster a lot. I mean, we've seen some poor decision-making since the end of last season where he's he's definitely... I think he's gone down a level from the... from the As everyone has from the sort of beginning of last season. He doesn't seem to be making good decisions in the way that he was uh, previously. That's a, poor, that's a poor piece of goalkeeping. He should have stayed on his feet, <laughs> should have ushered him out, made him turn back, let a defender come and help him out. But instead, he dives in, hoping to get his fingers on the ball, doesn't, gets the player, penalty. Well, you know what? We're saying how bad he is. He might, he might save this penalty. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Okay. Play. Come on, Benny boy. No ah, we didn't. <laughs> so, so how long are we? How far are we in? Five two nil after seven minutes. Seven minutes. Well, two nil down. We're quite good at two nil down. Is that right? Did it against uh, Wolves. Uh, did it against last week against Arsenal. But Colin's absolutely right. This is so frustrating that uh, it's Watford in a nutshell this season. We had uh, Delafeu's great chance, and this came from a mistake. We had the ball in the in the final third, yeah. and we've lost possession. And they've broken, and all, all right, it's Man City breaking, and Foster's made a terrible decision, and we've gone from being in there looking oh threatening and getting back oh in the gosh. game, and now, and it's Jesus it's chaos, Christ now. But but you know we've gone from looking threatening at their end to getting back straight back into the game, almost completely nullifying that dreadful start under sixty seconds. We'll find out after match of the day how how quickly that was. We've almost got back in the game, and we've thrown it away. Um, and it's what is it? Two nil after seven minutes. Now we're looking. They've got a free kick after ten. Someone, right? Three nil. Three nil. God. So super. Is that an own goal? It's, it's taken a ball. massive deflection. But it can't. I mean, genuinely, what? What's the point? It's chaos. What we're looking at is chaos. And, and we've lost the ball, and then they've just been able to run at us. And Decore gives away the gives away the, uh, the free kick, and then someone's headed that in. That's not a, that's not a Mares goal. That's an own goal, but. 3-0 after 14 minutes. Good. Well, I'm glad I gave up my day to, uh, to avoid the score. Oh. Couldn't oh, even gosh. get that out for a, for a corner properly. There I we mean, go. I, I, I'm slightly surprised that he's made the changes he's made. I know we haven't talked about the lineup, but he's brought Mariapa in for Cabaselli, who actually didn't have a no. terrible game against Arsenal. And Cabaselli's a better footballer, isn't he? Um, he's got more, more to his game. Oh, you're joking me. Silver, 4-0. Right, so 15 minutes. Yeah. This match of the day hasn't even been on for 15 minutes. And he's just left it, let him go. Two gone for the same ball. So you can see there, I think we should stop. So in that, in that goal, you can see that it's panic stations. So yeah. uh, Guerrero gets his head on it, which releases it 
over the top. He manages to get a little header. But they're just, Watford are just throwing their bodies towards the ball without any kind of sense of organisation. It's chaos. So there's, I don't know who that was. I think it was Decore and possibly Mariapa sort of just tried to jump on Aguero. But because he gets his head on it and it goes over the top, uh, I don't know who scored that goal. Was it Bernardo Silva? Anyway, he got a free header. He's, he's all on his own. He's going to score. So it, it, any kind of planning they've had all week, any kind of organisational... They must have known this. It's a very odd team he's picked. But anyway, um, they must have been working on it, had the plan, and that's all gone totally out of the window. And they're running around like a bunch of headless chickens. That's what it is, Colin. It's not... It, it, We've only watched it, uh, you know, however many seconds it is on um, match of the day. One to hour, see one four minute, nil. twenty-five, one, one, eight minutes. We've watched a match of the day so far. And have we seen Manchester City's play any of this scintillating football that we know they're capable of? No, we haven't. It hasn't taken that for for Watford to be four nil down, and it's gone in the blink of an eye from naught to a hundred, and it is completely. I can't believe what I'm seeing. I genuinely am. It's a worry, isn't it? I don't know. It's in. I don't know. It's embarrassing, really, isn't it? They're just the way that the whole thing is capitulated, and it goes. I think it is Watford season. I was going to say in a nutshell, but it's much worse than it is compounded. So we had that little decent spell straight after they scored. From we, we haven't been out of our half since, and we've no. managed. It's not. They haven't had to do anything clever. And all right, you could say they had a bit of luck with the third, third, uh, third goal going in off a massive deflection. But the challenge to give away that free kick on the end of the bo- edge of the box, it could well have been a penalty. Was it Decoray that gave away yeah. the yeah. the challenge? He wasn't in any. Back. He wasn't in control of it, was it? It might, you know, half a, a heartbeat later, and that would have been another penalty. And I'm just, I don't know. I mean. Part of me is wound up because obviously we've waited all day to see it, and obviously it's just disintegrated in the in the in the space of sixteen seconds or whatever the hell it's taken. But it's just like you say, Colin, panic stations, and it's that. Listen, look, I mean, you go to the Etihad, you get you've got a four, you've got four five one. It's not rocket science. You've got your four, you've got your five. You make sure there's no space between the two lines, and you try to thwart them. But actually, it doesn't look like we've done that. What we've done is tried to get the ball and get back in the game. And all that's that meant is that we've opened up, and they've just scored goal after goal after goal because there's no. They've lost their heads. But I don't mind that so much because they almost they almost did get back in the game. You know, Delafoe yeah. had a, a, a very serviceable chance, and then we were again. We were back in possession. Looking decent, looking threatening in that final third, but I, th- I don't know if it was Kapu who lost the ball and, and away they went. I don't know what happens next, but what I'm looking at on, the, on my television now is the right back who is Kiko, presumably. Is that right? And he's got the ball just on the edge of the 18 yard box. Yeah. Uh, he's got Dawson staring at him, and in front of him, he's got David Silva, <laughs> Aguero, <laughs> and somebody else coming up towards him. And, it, and there are three City players nearer to him than there are any Watford players. So right. I'll be interested to see how this works out. Right. But I'm not Let's all that see. hopeful, to be honest with you. Let's see. Play. Let's give it away. That's <laughs> predicted. And there's a foul. Another foul. It just goes to show. Completely. I mean, Firmino looks like he's given up there. I just don't understand why Yamat's not playing in this game. He's clearly the better defender, isn't he? It looks like there's Watford fans sort of arriving at the game. <laughs> I just saw in the corner there, coming down okay. sort of What's that happening? aisle on the right-hand side. <laughs> And they're going the wrong way because they're headed oh, towards a pitch. No. Quick free quick kick. Oh, oh, you're joking okay. me. Come on. Otamendi scored. Oh, for crying out loud. <sighs> I mean... Do we have to watch any more of this? We talked about last week about how disappointing them scoring after we switched off from what we thought was a foul. That's one thing. 
not switching on to a free kick, a dead ball situation what? when you've got God knows how long to get yourself, get your line sorted out, get your position sorted out, and you're letting a centre-back wander in and score completely unopposed. Also, can we just look at that? Because if they show it again, Mary Apple makes a very odd move where he... well, 27 minutes, 5-0 down. Oh, there we go. Oh. Christ, nearly six. <sighs> They're just carving us open, just willy-nilly. Just all stand. I mean, the, it's all stand on the line. It'll be better. <laughs> all stand on the line. I mean, the only thing you can say is that if we were playing Barcelona, right? Interesting. So Folkier's just gone off, and Pereira's just gone on, and it's only what the hell was Folkier doing in this match? I, I don't. I didn't. I, I, I don't know either. We'll talk about that later. Oh, oh God! Good Hit save. the post again. It's just. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what this is. It looks like a cup tie where Man City are playing a team from, you know, Ryman Premier. What must Kike be thinking? So Perez come on and, and Kike's gone back then to the back four then. Oh, thank God, mean? it's the second half, so... Right, not long left. Double figures if they carry on at this rate. Oh, God. Oh, Hughes, what have you done there? Oh. Oh, God. 6-0 then. Good, so cup Six final now. plus... Yep. There again, just very, very hesitant, but defending and goalkeeping. See, Foster's got a chance. Not here. It comes back across Three goal. Three there. Uh, Look how many Watford players are in the... to David Silva. He cuts inside, and then he comes, and then he stops, and then he comes, and it's too late. He should have come and cleaned that one out. There's I about think. eight Watford players in the in the penalty area, and about three Man City players, and they've managed to make a lot of them look like kids, or they've made themselves look like kids. They really have. I mean, oh. Oh, my God. No, Aguero should, should have made it 7-0, for heaven's sake. And the two chances in the first half that they didn't put in, the one that went two off the post, it could, it could have been eight, eight or nine by now. Hughes off and Zar on now. Here we go. Seven from Zar. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, my God. Look at that. I mean... Uh, <sighs> 7-0. Bernardo, so he's missed his first touch. And then it's just been allowed still just to take time another nibble at it. Walk it in. But also, so it's, it's the pass out to the... It's the pass out to, is it De Bruyne there? I mean, there's, where's the left back? Kiko's miles up the pitch. That's, is that Decore tracking back to, to, to deal with him? It is. It is. So where's Kiko? I don't understand. So this is, a, this is an hour gone and it's 7-0. So regardless of whether Watford come back to win this 8-7, 10-7 or 11-7, whatever I assume they go on to... To win it by <laughs> seven nil down after an hour, I don't care who you're playing. Yeah, is a disgrace. Unforgivable, unforgivable. Oh, and it could oh have just done what they done there, the just take the crossbar. It really could have been double figures. It could have been ten. You know, and I've joked this week about how it might will be do well to keep it under ten. If we do keep it under ten, then it will be some sort of miracle. He's got a job on his hands, Kike, now, hasn't he? I mean... Hey, we're in their half. We're in their half for the third time not in, for this, long. in this... Not for long. Not, yeah, there we go. There we go. Oh, my God, what a pass. Presumably there's another one coming. One. I mean, watching the, watching the highlights, it is hard to sort of tell, you know, you, you assume that Man- Manchester City are obviously... Oh, my God. Right, eight oh. I mean, there are so many goals, of course. It's hard for the highlight reel. They've got to show all the goals and all the build-ups yeah. of the goals, so they can't show any of, them, any of the rest of the match. None of them so, are even smiling anymore. Well, they sort of no, I mean, managed to sort of sh- crack some sort of... Someone go to him. Kiko's had an absolute mare. 
They all have, from they what all I can have, tell. But the defence have got to take some of them. Full time! Full Yay! time! Game A podcast by Watford fans for Watford fans. This is from the rookery end. I'm not. I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed to hear that. Everyone knows Manchester. How good Manchester City are. Like I said, as we as we kicked off. You look at the side, and it is the most ludicrous collection of superb footballers. The you know, arguably the Premier League has has ever seen. They're an extraordinarily talented side. We know that, but how many teams play the way that we do, or concede the amount of goals to the top three or four than we do? This isn't our first rodeo, and we time and time again we get rolled over by the by the top four. Let's call it the top four instead of the top six. And we don't just come out second best. We surrender, I think. We surrender to these sides. And to hear sort of Ben Foster sort of talking how good Manchester City are. Yes, they are good. But by God, how bad were Watford? Defensively, I mean, I'll hold my hands up. All I've seen, all we've seen is what? 10 minutes on a highlight reel where they've had to cram in unbelievably eight goals so we, ha- we haven't seen the, the the pressure that Man City put on us and undoubtedly they would have done that they would have been pushing us from from pillar to post pinging balls left right and centre they're better than us obviously but how many teams lose 8-0 to Manchester City 6-0 to Man City 5-0 to Man City 5-0 to Liverpool 6-0 to Liverpool why does this keep happening it's a surrender time after time after time, and we've got people like Delafeu who will score a hat trick against Cardiff. He'll wander through the Huddersfield defence. Why do these people go missing? Why do they go completely AWOL when there's a big game to be had? I'm absolutely sick and tired of these performances and just being brushed under the carpet by the fact that they're a magnificent team. We're, are we in the Premier League to compete or not? Because if we're not, if this is what we're going to do year after year, then I don't know what to say. I don't really know what's left to, to happen anymore. And you know, usually when we when we do the podcast, we have the benefit of a of a couple of you know half an hour, an hour, whatever, to to calm down. And so I'll I'll apologise, and I may look back and regret sort of the, how cross I sound. I don't think you sound that cross, Mike. I think you sound very um very rational. Everything you're saying is absolutely right. We've sat through these performances for the last four or five seasons where, you know, we, we have been able to compete with some of those top six teams and we have beaten them on occasion. But when we come up against the very best, we literally capitulate. I think it was a very odd lineup to throw Fulkier into that game seems strange to bring Mariapa into that game when actually the defence played quite well against Arsenal, limited them to a very few number of shots on target. Cabaselli and Dawson seemed to have a bit of an understanding. Jan Mack came on and really made a difference, but he's benched. Kiko's back in. He brings into the, in this young lad who, as far as I know, has not started a Premier League game for Watford. And, and, and he plays Delefeo on his own up front, which is OK. You've got to play someone on their own up front because you've got to have a five-man midfield to play against City. I understand that. But, you know, it, it's an odd line-up. And, and this is the thing for me. So City got beat last week by Norwich. So they've had all week to recover from that. We, on the other hand, looked like we were going to lose to Arsenal and had a brilliant second half, came back and got the point. Now, we had a week to kick on from there and to turn up at this game with a bit of spirit, a bit of togetherness, a bit of steel, a bit of desire to not absolutely take a flipping hammering and 
they've kicked on. They've reacted to the Norwich result and put on one of their best performances of the last two seasons. Who knows? We've only you say we've seen eight minutes. We don't know how good they were, or whether they were good because we were so bad. But instead of kicking on from the second half against Arsenal, we've actually gone miles backwards. We've gone like not just two steps back. We've gone like a hundred steps back and allowed a team to absolutely humiliate us and humiliate our fans and humiliate the coaches and humiliate any, anyone who has anything to do with Watford Football Club should be humiliated tonight by that absolute abject surrender to what is, of course, a brilliant side. But they took the week to sort themselves out after Norwich. And what did we do? We took a week to make ourselves absolutely ridiculous. So yeah. if we don't come out on Tuesday night and, sh- and show a response and beat Swansea or at least take it to extra time and pens and then do the same again next Saturday, I think we're in a hell of a lot of trouble. Yeah, it is ridiculous. And it's the, that is the, this is the first time I will, and I don't know, maybe I'll watch the tape back. I don't know. I, I doubt it, actually. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to see more of this game than I've seen now, I don't think. I just haven't got the, the will or the wherewithal to do it. As it stands now, what time is it? It's 5 to 11. I've just seen that for the first time. And this is the first time in Watford's, this run in the Premier League, I'm embarrassed by that. That is dreadful, absolutely dreadful. It's how I don't know how they come back from that, and I don't know how we're supposed to come come back from that. We've just ruined everything from from last week. And, and you know, we talk about Arsenal, and, and I came out of that game saying we had some fun there. That was a fun game, and I stand by that. It was a great afternoon's entertainment, and ultimately, that's what what football should be about. And I completely stand by that. But having talked about it to some Arsenal supporting friends afterwards and, and talking to other people about it, I don't know what's more tragic about that game, actually, looking back on it. The fact that Arsenal's defending or the fact that we had 31 shots and where did our two goals come from? A penalty and some absolute nonsense from Arsenal's defending. We still couldn't score despite having 31 shots. So the, the upshot is there is, an, there is an extraordinary amount wrong with this, with this side, with this setup. I've said this as well, that the talent hasn't disappeared over the summer, but something has, and this side is on the wonk. There is something not good enough. You, just, you could see it straight away. I've got that sinking, you know, once you go 1-0 down after six seconds or whatever the hell it is, you know you're in for a tough, tough afternoon, but you could see it, the body language of the players, they slumped again, and that's what happened against Arsenal on, on Sunday finger pointing round shoulders chins on chest you can't do that at manchester city you can't you have to maintain your shape and the the reaction to that free kick what was it 1-0 at that stage 2-0 perhaps is beyond it's nonsensical it's appalling these are professional footballers and and i don't know how much we can get out of talk you know colin you've done a, a sensible job of uh, of talking about the, the side and 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 hearing you talk there yeah it it does sound like he's made some made some made some big mistakes but ultimately these are supposed to be elite level players you know and I, I don't say that lightly they are Premier League footballers they've earned their earned their contract at Watford they've earned their big money they've earned their Premier League contract get on the pitch and at least play with some professionalism you do not lose 8-0 and if you do lose 8-0 you don't do it having lost 6-0 in the FA Cup final 5-0 earlier on in the season 6-0 to whoever to Liverpool before that or whatever it is completely and utterly unacceptable. And, and it's like, why? What is the point? The lack of discipline, the lack of courage, the lack of uh, character. I mean, the, the lack of organisation, the, the inability to look across the pitch, 
Kapu and Decore to say, you get closer to me, get him here, get cleverly closer to us. You know, just close the lines down. Don't let them run through us. Stop them. Get a yellow card if you have to. Stick someone up in the air and get a yellow card. Say, look, you're not coming past us here. Go somewhere else. You know, all the things that we see from tough sides like Burnley's and, you know, we've seen it in the past. You know, there is a way to play against teams like this, but if you simply let them run through you, you've had it. The difference this time, for me, the difference this time, as opposed to the drubbings that we've had against City and Liverpool, particularly in the past couple of seasons, the difference this time is in those seasons, we were doing well, we were riding high, and we go up there and we take a hammering and we just shrug it off and go back to beating Everton or beating Palace or playing well in other games and winning and getting points. But this season, we have not had a good start. To put it mildly, we've managed to get a point at Newcastle. We've managed to salvage a point against Arsenal. And, and we're having a bad season. And this is, uh, as I've said, <laughs> I've said before, I'll say it again, is a humiliating defeat for the whole club and for the fans and everybody. And, and how you can... You can't shrug this off because we're having a, a terrible start to the season. Something has got to change. The good thing is, the only positive, John, I would say, is that we have an opportunity on Tuesday night to put it right, probably with different personnel... And we'll see if you put Chalabar on the pitch, Queener on the pitch, you put Yamat on the pitch, you bring Cabaselli back, maybe even change the goalkeeper, you change the front line. You know, we've got an opportunity to put it, to, to do something positive in three days' time. And if we can do mm. that, then maybe we can say, OK, that was an aberration and we can move forward and we go along up to uh, Molyneux, which of course is a very difficult game, but a crucial game. Maybe we can salvage something from this week. But if, if we don't, if we get beaten by Swansea at home on Tuesday night and we go to Wolves and lose again then I I I just I don't know what I don't know I don't know what I, just, I don't know what to I don't, say I don't, I don't think they go. can sell I don't think they can salvage anything on Tuesday night the best they can do is keep keep treading water as far as I'm concerned Well Swansea uh, Swansea are only two point two positions below I agree us. I agree but I don't think that's uh, that's going to appease appease people no. a win on Tuesday night I think there needs to be some sort of reaction and 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 talking about and you're right Colin this is worse and this is exacerbated because of our, our league position and because of the performances so far. But also, I, we shouldn't now be saying, well, yeah, it's a free hit at Anfield, it's a free hit at Man City. It shouldn't be that anymore. This is we, We've been in the Premier League for long enough now not to just sort of shrug our shoulders and say, oh, you know, we'll go and get our, our, our annual shoeing and getting our backsides handed to us. That's not, that isn't good enough. No. And for us as supporters, to the time has come where we can't hide behind that free hit sort of mantra that... I've never understood that anyway. I never understood. It's a football match. What's, what do you mean it's what, a free hit? Well, you're saying, well, yeah. well, they're so much better than us that we just go along and play some football and see maybe we'll get lucky. I mean, that, that, I don't understand the concept of the free hit. I don't know why people in the media talk about it as, oh, it's a free hit for Bournemouth to go to, to Anfield. They can just have a go. It's nonsense. It's a football match. 11 against 11. I think we use it as supporters, though, and I think we use it as a self-defence mechanism <laughs> Maybe, for, yeah. for, for, for occasions like this. They are better. We do go to Manchester City more, only in hope, no expectation. Of course. No Watford fan in their right mind would go there thinking anything other than if we can get away with sneak a point, maybe the most optimistic of Watford support. Let's not move away from the fact that 999 times out of 100, Manchester City aren't just going to beat Watford. They're going to beat everybody. Yeah, that's true. In, in the Premier League. So let's not... Let's, Let's not sort of throw the baby out of the bathwater too much. The, the fixture itself is an incredibly difficult one, and one that we that, that the odds are we may if we stay in the Premier League for ten years we may never beat them. But what is a an, what is a huge huge issue is the nature of the defeat. And I agree. It's, and and it's and and you know losing three 0 is is no fun, 
but that was that was calamitous. There were defend. We can't remember which goal it was where Bernardo had the chance to sort of he snuffed his shot, and despite there being eight or nine Watford players in the penalty box and two Manchester City players in there. Area. He still managed to sort of have a look around, check his iPhone, text his text his wife and kids, say, stick the telly on, I'm about to score, watch this, where shall I put it, left or right? Oh, I'll just put it wherever I feel like anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, right, right, we need of... to move on for our sanity. But, that's but not, Watford that cannot is, move on, Watford cannot move calamitous, on. Calamitous, John, calamitous. I know, I saw it, It was calamitous because they let it be calamitous. Yeah. They, there's one thing with balls being picked. You know, De Bruyne can pick the most extraordinary passes out of his out of his backside. He is not human. But for for Watford just to play like that and to sort of amble around um, and just look like they've turned up. We played on the pitch before the FA Cup final last year, and I don't think you'd have been able to tell the difference between the side we put out uh, that afternoon and that defending. It was appalling, and time after time. We roll, we roll over, whether it's Anfield, whether it's the Etihad, and this has to stop. It has to stop. And on this showing, it will stop, because this time next year, we'll be, we'll be at home to Whipswich. Thank you for actually listening to From the Rooker End, if you listened. Because <laughs> who's going to listen to podcasts where men talk about an 8-0 drubbing? Who knows? Thank you very much for putting yourself through it. Uh, if you went up to Etihad and really put yourself through it, good on you. But can I just point out, there was a Watford win this week around a game against Manchester City. The Proud Hornets and the 1881 movement uh, won an award uh, in the Football Diversity Awards for the uh, rainbow display that we did uh, against Manchester City a couple of, uh, was it last year? It was fantastic, so well done for them. It was such a beautiful thing to be part of. Uh, it looked fantastic it and uh, it was brilliant. Well done, John. I think that... That's a timely reminder that there is there is more to to the life than what happens on the pitch, and and Watford are getting a lot of stuff right off it. And that was Quite you're right. you're right to bring that up. That's a that's a huge win for for Watford, and we as a club, but that's something that 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 we can be absolutely proud of. And I do want to echo your sentiments there to the to the the travelling Watford fans that went up there. You know, none of us were there for for a host of reasons, but the the Watford fans that did go today were like we said, travelled not in hope, not in expectation, but some vague hope and fair play to those guys. Um, I hope somehow you managed to to enjoy your day. So the guys, guys that went. I mean, look, we need to we need to stick together. This is the worst it's been for a long time, and I'm uh, angry, upset, embarrassed, um, and above all else, I think worried because I just think this this isn't the Watford that I, I recognise. Even 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 though when we've lost these sort of games before, there's been at least a spark or at least a little bit of hope we've we've been able to take something from it this is the first time where it's um it's looking difficult to to take any positives we've said kike's got an enormous job on his hands mm. i don't think we but we perhaps realize quite how big we've got a huge Massive. job to come back from this the players have got to come back from it somehow and as supporters we've got to come back from it and you know quite frankly i'm not looking forward to to tuesday night i'm with colin i think i hope we win obviously and it's a big chance for them to come and put on a show but as it stands, I'm not looking forward to it, and you know it's we, we need to somehow I need to shake it off, and we all need to shake it off, and uh, and and hopefully we can we can push on together. But we're in we're in dire straits, and I'm just so disappointed, and I, you know I stand by it. I'm embarrassed to lose eight nil. I think that cup final defeat was uh, was abhorrent, and I think hearing Colin talk about but having in the podcast before this was 
was we heard some home truths. I think sometimes we we can be a little we not tiptoe around things, but we we tend to look on the bright side a little bit. The bright side is looking a long way off at the moment, and I think we're right to point that out. I think it's now it's over over to the players to yeah. pull their socks up, and it's over to Kike to pull his socks up. Do we need to talk about recruitment? Yes, I think we do. But quite frankly, there's nothing we can do about it until no. January. There's a football matches to be played. There's goals at either end. The players need to go out and they need to be better than they have been so far this season. It's over to them. We'll do our bit because we always do and we'll do our best to, to get behind them. But that is completely unacceptable and we need to be better. So come on, you Hornets, for heaven's sake. Hornets.